Syracuse.com. WTLA North Syracuse, WSGO Oswego, W249BC Mattydale, W261AC Oswego, WTKWHD2 Bridgeport, ESPN Radio. You know, I had this cheer trying to get somebody to make some noise. It's sad. Sick me, really. Somehow they coached me into doing this. On the run out towards the Comes out of nowhere and swipes it away against the window. I need to switch companies if Polly was employee of the year. There was a vote between his mother and father, and it was a split decision. <laughs> and now they're having fun. See, buddy, threw it up. Oh, okay. Goodness. Okay, buddy. With his monster. To the rim for Gurry. I saw him split things on the ground. I said, yo, is that a suit? Syracuse right back the other way. Dolajai in transition, lays it in, gets the friendly roll. Gerard, a deep three. Got it. Fans might want to get used to seeing that. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte. Am I allowed to do this right now? My buddy, my buddy, my buddy, sure. my buddy, my buddy wherever I go, he goes. That was his best game, right? That was his best game last night. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Notre Dame one was pretty impressive, too, given the circumstances. Um, you know, down 20 in the second half, and then he said, okay, everybody get on my back, um, and, and he brought him back. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, last night, he did it again, and he was obviously getting a lot of attention. Uh, to do it against North Carolina, I think, is a little more impressive to, to do it against that team than to do it against Notre Dame, uh, given that Carolina is a better defensive team. Um, you look at the, the final stats, and... You know, you kind of scratch your head and you're like, how, how did Syracuse win this game? I mean, the rebounding battle in particular, uh, you know, to be minus 20 on the glass and to still win is remarkable. And you mentioned that North Carolina did not take care of the basketball, the 20 turnovers. That's incredible. That was the difference in the game. Yeah. 20 turnovers. Syracuse scored 28 points off those turnovers. And so, yes, yeah, some of it is North Carolina being sloppy with the basketball, not taking care of the basketball. And I think some of it, you got to credit. The Syracuse defense. Right. For they played those great. Turnovers. They played great last night. Everybody played great last night. You know, a lot of North Carolina's turnovers were very sloppy. Their, their yeah, guards they were, were loose terrible. with the ball. Yeah. Yeah, they were. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And we knew coming in that they don't shoot the ball all that well. And they did not shoot the ball well last night. Four for 20 from three point range. And the, the, the one guy that you worry about uh, is, is Kerwin Walton. And he was 0 for 7. So, as much as you know, the, the guards and, and the forwards, for that matter, as much as this defense and this team has been banged on for, for not defending the three well this year and giving up too many open looks, they defended the three well last night, especially the, the guy in particular they had to keep their eye on. He was 0 for 7. And yes, Carolina dominated on the glass, but Syracuse was able to overcome that by forcing turnovers, by making shots, you know, 8 for 26 from three-point range, six of those coming from Buddy. Um, they made their free throws for the most part. Carolina did not. Carolina was 14 for 22 from the free throw line, 63.5%. Um, and in a one-possession game, and that's what it ultimately was, a one-possession game, those those little things matter. And it was Syracuse last night that did those little things to get the win. And in the first meeting, again, it was a close game. It was North Carolina who did the little things in that first meeting uh, to get the win. Syracuse um, was great last night. Syracuse had to have. They yeah. were diving for loose balls. They they played great last night, and uh, I I mean they they their future is in their hands. It's going to take a, a lot to get over the the hill, but uh, I, I think they've got a lot going for them, and hopefully they can get themselves back onto the bubble. I thought Kadari Richmond was the difference in the game last night. Uh, 
If you're going to give an assist, yeah, it, he was terrific. If you're going to give anybody the credit for the game last night, he found Buddy in open spots last night, and he he was amazing. He had a pass to Buddy uh, that I don't know how he got to him. He dribbled down court, found Buddy in the corner, three point shot. He found open shooters. He played great. Buddy played great. Quincy played great, and I'll say it: Jesse played great I, last night. Yeah, I was Marek say, played great. Paulie, there is plenty of plenty of praise to go around in this game. You said Kadari was the difference. Kadari was phenomenal with his ten assists. Buddy was phenomenal with his twenty six points and making the six threes. Let, let's let's give some credit to Quincy, who Coach Bam said afterwards he wasn't even sure he was going to play, uh, given his knee injury that he suffered against Georgia Tech, and that was kind of news to everybody. We we heard that he banged knees late in the Georgia Tech game. He was bruised. Coach Bam said he didn't know if he would go. Um, he didn't look like himself to start the game. He, he, you know, he he was limping around a little bit, got up slow on a couple occasions. He gutted it out, 18 points, six rebounds for Quincy. You mentioned Jesse Edwards, who continues to play well when given the opportunity. Um, you know, he did a little bit of everything last night, scored six points, had eight rebounds, uh, credited with four steals. Um, you know, and, and Marek was able to stay out of foul trouble. It looked like he, you know, he was he was on the verge of kind of getting himself into some foul trouble, uh, but was able to play 36 minutes last night. Um, again, not a not a fantastic. It's not, not it wasn't the best effort from Iraq that we've seen, but it was it was good enough uh, to to get the win. So I, yeah, I think there was there was plenty of praise to go around as this team picks up its its biggest win of the season. Let's go to the phone lines three one five four three seven. 7644 Matt in Cicero is kicking us off on the show today. Hey Matt. Good afternoon. Go ahead. I'm glad we got a win. And uh yeah. It was a little hectic last night in the chat room with Twitch and you're getting a lot of uh push from Pat which I think everyone's opinion but I mean there's only so far you could take it. Tell your opinion. Wrap it up. You don't need to fight with other people. Amen. I think our biggest our biggest and, you know, our guys aren't developing. Well, our best recruiter left. And these guys are just trying to figure it out, and it might take a couple years to do that. And it doesn't help that nobody really knows when Bayheim's going to go and who's going to take over. So maybe we're not getting recruits because they don't, he don't know, and it's all up in the air, right? So um, Edwards played great last night. I, I, he, he wasn't the star of the game, but he contributed, and it was the, to Pat's point, but you know, we do need that big guy in there. We do need somebody in there that can, you know, elbows, grab some boards, call it a day. So keep up the good work. Thank you. Appreciate checking in, Matt. Um, yeah, and, I, and recruiting something that's that's come up here and there, Paulie. Um, you know, Benny Williams coming in next year. They had Dior Johnson. And he, You know, they decided to part ways. I mean, they're, they're still getting talent. Are they getting as many of those guys as they have in the past? Obviously not, um, but they are still getting so. I mean, ben, Benny Williams might end up being a top twenty guy when all said and done. I think he's, I want to say, in the you know twenty five, thirty five range right now in the national rankings. Um, and, and I'm not saying one guy solves everything, but again, they got Darius Baisley, and then he decided to go to the G League. I mean, they've they've had their fair share of 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 marquee names, just not as many as we've as we've seen in years past. I will say this too about about the whole Jesse Edwards thing. Um, and you know, we we heard early in the season that it was the coach's fault for not developing guys and getting them ready to play. 
And then the coach says that Jesse Edwards isn't ready when the season starts for various reasons, got over here late after COVID and, and wasn't ready to go. And then three months into the season, he is ready to play. And then, well, that's the coach's fault too because he didn't play him sooner. Is it possible, Paulie, that is it possible that they got it right in that he wasn't ready to play at the beginning of the season? They developed him throughout the year. He's had better practices. He's now got an opportunity and he's taken advantage of the opportunity. And now he's contributing to the team and helping him win. Is that is that a it, plausible theory? It is very possible that that is the case, and it's very possible that he could come out and lay an egg in the next game. It's uh, I I like Jesse. I got killed earlier in the year because I thought they should be working with him more because he's I feel like he's a better offensive center than Barama Sidibe. Said that early on, and I believe everybody called me stupid for doing that. Uh, but. He may not have been ready. We're not at practice. And I also, this this thing for fans to think that they're all of a sudden geniuses because Jesse played well last night. I guarantee you, if I had told you prior to the game last night that we were going to play Jesse Edwards and it was going to come at the expense of Alan Griffin's minutes, people would have told me to shut up, stop saying that. We're not doing, no one would, no one would have taken that. Not one person would have said, okay, let's do that. You know, it, he played great last night. You know, you, you can't say we should play Jesse and then all of a sudden say, oh, yeah, it was great we did it because everybody wanted him in and they wanted Marek at the forward and they wanted Buddy Beheim out of the game. That's how it was sold from the fans to start, you know, all season long. And now all of a sudden they're geniuses because Jesse played well. And he, he was at the game, but it, it's not the lineup that people wanted. I'm sorry. He did play well, and and I was surprised by that. I did not expect, I mean, you heard me on the show yesterday, Paulie. I did not expect him to come out and, and make an impact against that front line. To his credit, he did. Um, and he was, I'll say, you know, I was going to say he was a big reason. I don't, he wasn't the only reason last night, but no. he was certainly a big reason why they won that game. I mean, he played very well. Yeah, he and got, you got to give him credit. Yeah, he got eight rebounds. He made some stupid mistakes, too. You know? Yeah, like I, goaltending on a three pointer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> but I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to happen with, with younger players as they, as they figure it out. But uh, yeah, you can't goaltend on a three. Um, right. And he, he did make some mistakes, but, but by and large, he was, he was good last night. And, Let's uh, let's all hope collectively that he can keep this thing going. Yeah, uh, let's it, go back to the phone. Uh, lines. I was just going to yeah, say, yeah, go he ahead, he and changed, then we'll go to the phone. He lines. changes the way it looks on defense. You know, if you get by the guards with him back there, it's a totally different look. Although he only had one block, he alters a lot of shots. The whole team was amazing on the back end last night. They had a they yeah. they what they nine blocks last night. Nine you know? blocks, fifteen steals. Nine blocks, fifteen steals. Yeah, I believe I saw a stat. Did I see a stat last night that they're the only team in Division One this year to have that stat? Those two stats on the same night. It's believable. Nine or more blocks. They're, 15 they're or more assists or fifteen or more steals, rather. Yeah, they're also like. I think I saw that last night. The only the ninth team this year to win a, a game that they were out rebounded by twenty. So. Uh, by a team. That's insane. I, and yeah. we've we got Adrian Autry coming up in 15 minutes or so. I'm going to ask him how many times he remembers winning games when he's, you know, when his team's been out rebounded by 20, whether whether it's been as a player or as a coach. You normally don't see that. Just like against Notre Dame, you normally don't see teams fall behind by 20 in the second half and come back and win. 
Um, you know, Syracuse hasn't done it in 15 plus years, 16 years since they they came back from down 20 to to win a game. Uh, you you don't normally see a team get out rebounded by 20 and still find a way to win. Let's go to the phone lines 315-437-7644. Steven North Syracuse up next on the show. Hey Steve. Yeah, I, I can't remember any games where we were out rebounded by 20 and one, and I'm amazed there's been nine such games in the country this year. Uh, I, I, the, the block shot stat was really interesting. Uh, we we had nine blocks to one for North Carolina, and they're supposed to be the bigger, stronger team. So that, that's kind of crazy. I, I think what it comes down to is that a team is better off with a true center and a true point guard. I think both Buddy and Joe shoot better when they're at the two, and Kadari's uh, at the point guard. Uh, Jim Baham is always talking about all the things his forwards have to do on on defense. When you have a true center in there and the forwards can concentrate on what they have to do, I think they play a lot better defensively. Uh, and the the big center allows the guards to get out on the shooters better, and uh, you know we, we cut off any sort of perimeter game there. Uh, and uh, everybody's just better at doing what they're trying to do when you've got the classic lineup. And, and we're a much more formidable looking team when we've got two six five guards and a seven foot center in there. So hopefully, uh, you know, people can argue all they want about. Uh, when Kadari should have been playing more or when Jesse should have been put in there. I don't think there's a big argument that we need them in there now if we're going to have the kind of run at the end of the season that we're hoping to have. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's a valid point, Steve. And, it, you know, if you can get a functional center uh, in this defense, it, it improves you. And And I guess that's where... I wasn't sure Jesse was a functional center. He's looked like a functional center, certainly the three times he's gotten extended minutes. And he, he was he was more than functional last night. So yeah. absolutely. If yeah. he if he can play like that on a regular basis, great. I didn't see it coming, but I, I I'm I, I think that they're they're certainly better when he's when he's in the middle playing like that, he certainly adds something to the table. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that. I just didn't expect him to be, you know, that functional. I, I agree, Steve, on that at that point. He's He's played great, you know, and hopefully he hopefully he can keep it up, you know. Uh, I I like to be proven wrong, uh, on that case. I, I I think the bigger issue was the Kadari thing. Like, uh, I don't think anybody realized how good he is. You know, he he's amazing, and uh, I, I think it's if you're gonna look at one player that they may have whiffed on early in the year, I think I think the Kadari thing's a bigger issue. That they, they had him on the bench in. He he changes this team completely defensively and offensively. Yeah, I mean, Joe seems lost. He, he really does. I mean, you, you watch him play last night, and I mean, Eric and I were talking about it at the very end of the watch party. Um, even the play towards the end of the game, the final minute where he got back in, and, you know, he's arguably the best free-throw shooter on the team, at least he's supposed to be. And in a situation where North Carolina had to foul, he – quickly gets rid of the ball, passes it to Robert Braswell in an awkward position, and then Braswell ends up throwing it away. Carolina gets the turnover and goes back the other way. You know, that's a situation where as if, the, if this were last year, Joe's hanging on to the ball waiting to get fouled because he wants the ball, he wants to go to the line, he wants to knock down the free throws and extend the lead, and it was almost like he didn't want the ball. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Kadari's been fantastic. He was again last night. Joe has not been 
And it's just, uh, I, I do think a lot of it is mental with Joe. I mean, that, that seems like the case, right? I mean, because we, we saw him last year, and this, this was not the player we saw last year. And he, he does seem lost for whatever reason. And, you know, that's why Kadari got 31 minutes last night and would have gotten 35, but, he, you know, he banged knees with, uh, with somebody and had to come out of the game. And, you know, Joe was sitting at six minutes until the very end. He got in for the last three and a half minutes because of uh, Kadari's injury. Um, but if not, Joe would only played six minutes last night. We do have to take our first time out. 315-437-7644. Uh, we're back after this on ESPN Radio. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. This is Orange Nation. All right, Stephen Fonte, Paulie Sibilia back with you on a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. Phone lines open the rest of the way, 315-437-7644, as we uh, welcome in our producer, Jordan, for a little buy or sell that Paulie likes so much. Oh, I well, love Paulie this always likes to talk about the stocks, so this is, uh, this is our version of the stock game on ESPN Radio. Let's go. All right. It is buy or sell. I'm going to give you guys some topics of discussion, and you're either going to buy or sell them. And here is the first one. Do we buy or sell the notion that fan input has any effect on Jim Beheim's choices in the rotation? <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. No. It, He's it, not deciding who's playing based on the fans. Sell. sell uh, break. I'm selling too, but it does... Sometime appear that way, uh, but it's a huge sell. He doesn't care what anybody thinks but himself, and that's yeah. how you should be if you're a head coach. Correct. It's your job. I don't think he cares in game. Does he care, Paulie? I think he cares. He, he you think he cares, cares what the, you think he cares what the fans think? Like, well, it, well, define cares. I mean, it, it I, bothers him enough to to discuss it. Yeah, I I don't think he cares enough to change his opinions on anything. Uh, and I think he wants all fans to be happy with the product he's putting out there, but I do not think he makes coaching decisions based on fan input. No, there's no way. He does not make coaching decisions based on what the fans think. But I do think that he, you know, he, he hears what the fans are saying. He, I think he cares. I just I don't think he cares in, in the game or at practice for that matter. Um, <laughs> what else you got, Jordan? Okay. You turned off the music, Polly. Was that on purpose? Or was oh. that a mistake? Price is I wrong. I mean, I don't care. I don't. I don't care one way or the other. I just. I know you like the bed, so. Leave All the right. music bed up. What do you Buy got? Buy or sell? Jesse Edwards is free. Yes, he is. I'll buy that. He's been freed. I said it uh, after the last game. He earned more time, and he's earned more time for this game coming up. Yeah, I mean, I, there's no doubt about that one as well. I mean, he's last two games he's he's played very well. So yeah, he's gonna get gonna get more time, and if he continues to perform, he's gonna continue to play. It's usually how it works. These are two. What easy. else, Jordan? Okay, yeah, these how about are this? easy. Do we buy or sell this team moving forward without Kadari Richmond? Should he not be playing? Oh, why, why wouldn't why wouldn't he be playing? You saying because of injury? 
and we'll see. We haven't uh, we haven't really had an official word yet. Coach said that he thinks he should be all right, but it's not sure yet. So, what do we? How big of an impact do we think Kadari has on this team when it comes down to it? Do we buy or sell? He's got a huge impact. Yeah, if yeah. he's not playing tomorrow, I I would sell their chances. Yes. Yeah, but what, whether it's injury, coach's decision, foul coach's trouble, decision. anything, <laughs> anything that keeps him off the court, I am. You know, I'm selling because uh, this team needs him. He is the difference maker that this team needs. Yes, this team needs him. There's, there's again, no doubt about that. I think these were too easy, Jordan. Can you come up with any others on the on the fly here? Well, we got one more, and then I'll come up with one to stump you. But barring okay. uh, if the team is fully healthy, do we buy or sell this team making a run in the ACC tournament? All right, so... If you look at the bracket as currently constituted, like if the if the postseason started today, you're talking about Syracuse being in the 8-9 game against Duke, and then the winner faces Florida State. I am, I'm not buying that uh, path at all, Paulie. Um, Boom. I, Even though Jesse but, Edwards is playing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you're being sarcastic. <laughs> um, if, that, if that's the road then that's a problem um, if you're Syracuse. There are some better paths, much better paths than than those. Um, and again, the Duke game right now technically wouldn't even be a quad one game uh, because Duke's outside the top 50. So I, I don't I don't love that path at all for, for Syracuse. So if that's the path, Jordan, and that's all we have to go on at the moment, I would I would sell that. Okay. And I got one I'm gonna, more. I don't get improv. an opinion here. You do, Paulie. I'm sorry. I'm I, excited. I am going to buy. I think Syracuse will make the semifinals of the ACC tournament this year. I said it. You heard it. I'm in. Bye, bye, bye. Wow. They're like GameStop. Bold prediction. They are GameStop. They're going to get Gamma squeezed right to the semifinals. See, I mean, you look at the top four seeds right now. Um, you know, Florida State. I think is the one that you want to avoid. Virginia's obviously not a great matchup either. Um, but Virginia Tech's the three seed right now. Georgia Tech's the four seed. You know, and I know we just watched a game where Syracuse played Georgia Tech and it didn't go well. Um, I don't think Georgia Tech is double digits better than Syracuse, you know, and I, I, the final score was whatever it was, seven point spread or whatever. I mean, I, I think that's a, I think that's a toss up Cuse and, and Georgia tech. So if they can, if they can avoid Florida state in that second game, I would like their chances a lot better than if they get stuck in the eight, nine and have to play Florida. State. Are you, so are you buying two wins, Polly, even if they have to play Florida state? Yep, in round, I'm buying, in, uh, I'm well, buying round two. This team round is going to do what it needs to do. All right. They have found Look at you. they found their chemistry and answers. I didn't think they stood Mr. a chance. I didn't think they stood a chance last night. Now I'm buying. I'm buying what I saw last night. Not the last two minutes of the game, but I'm buying the whole rest of the game. <laughs> All right, Jordan. You said you had one more? Last night, Jesse Edwards with twenty four minutes, Alan Griffin with twenty three. Do we buy or sell Jesse getting more play time than Alan Griffin? I'm selling on that. That's a good question. That's a great question. You're selling, say, say it again. What, what are you selling? You're, you, so you're saying Jesse's going to play more than Alan Griffin moving forward? Paulie, I'm asking yeah, you. Yeah, 
Yeah, I would sell that in a second. So you think Griffin's going to get more time? Yes, of course he is. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hopefully I think, he does. I think that as well. They're not going to win a lot of games if he plays like he did last night. I mean, and, and I think that that's, that's the, one of the biggest knocks against him right now is what, what happens on the defensive end. And I know that he was one for 10 uh, from the field. That's not great. And But you couple that with the fact that he's still struggling on the defensive end. I think that's fair to say. Um, so if, if he continues to play like that on the defensive end, then I, I do think the, the minutes are going to be relatively even between the two. Um, but I don't expect him to shoot one for 10 all that often either. He does take some bad shots. I, he makes some bad shots as well, right? I mean, he makes some shots that you're like, why is he taking that? And then he makes it. You're um, and then he misses some of those as well. And last night he just happened to miss pretty much all of them. But aren't you hoping that this is a fluid game-by-game game decision of who's sitting and who's playing? Yeah. You know, hopefully it's not at the expense of one player. It's at the expense of the player who's struggling that game, you know. Or who, right, or who it's not a great matchup for. Yes. Right, yes. I, I understand what you're saying. Um, but let's say they've got three games left, and let's say they've got Clemson and then two more or three more in the next three or four games. Who's going to have more time? I I would lean toward Griffin's going to have more time, but he's he's got to he's got to pick it up on the defensive end. We know he can score, but he's he's just he's got to be he's got to be better on both ends than he was last night. But yeah. specifically on the on the defensive end. Yeah, and don't um, don't right, forget, but, Joe put up a lot of points against Clemson last time in the second half. It was uh, trash time, but he he played well against Clemson in the second half last time they faced. So just a little nugget. So you're, hold, you're you're holding on to that. Yeah, because you gotta hope everybody plays well. Like you, you can't have the opinion that you have to be right, and, and everybody else has to be wrong about the lineups. You need everybody to play well, right? Yes, you uh-huh. do. Thank you. Um, and and that's that's why the the Joe situation is is tricky in my mind. Um, and I know. Fans look at it and they say it's a no-brainer. Kadari, I mean, yes, Kadari is outplaying him. That is without that is without question. That is a no-brainer. Kadari is outplaying Joe and has been. Um, the tricky part is if you make a change, how does that affect the dynamic of the team move forward and and, dy- and the dynamic of the backcourt and Joe in particular? Um, because, like you said, Paul, you're at your best when everybody's playing well. Can you afford to, you know, quote unquote, lose him? Although. Again, based on what we saw last night, I, you know, maybe that's already happened, unfortunately. We do have to take a timeout. Hour number two kicks off right after this on ESPN Radio.